2: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast, episode 32. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'm grateful for you guys. I'm grateful to have this platform to be able to speak every single Monday morning and speak what's on my mind, tell you what we're doing, tell you plans, tell you about Yee Yee Apparel, interview guests, answer your questions. Today, special episode, I'm bringing on my brother, Parker Smith, uh, he's the caboose of the family, the youngest brother, and he run, pretty much runs Yigi Apparel. At least he's in charge of all the new designs. And a lot of people have said, let's talk to Parker. So I'm bringing him on now. And you could hear firsthand. So if you want to hear more from Parker, or if you have specific questions for Parker, comment below. And I think you guys are going to find that, um, it's interesting to talk to both of my brothers who all three of us work together and we, we do so many different things for the same company and we use our different strengths and play off of our, our weaknesses with each other. And that's, you know, sometimes it hurts us. Sometimes it really helps. Most of the time it helps. I'd like to think, but, but ultimately that's what makes this family run business that we're so proud of. Um, First things first, I got to tell you that by the time you see this on Monday morning, we have restocked a bunch of the merchandise from Yee Yee Apparel from our launch that we just did that was that sold out way faster on Yee Yee Day. So we have those back in stocks. So if you check GrangerSmith.com or Yee Yee Apparel.com or Yee Yee.com, any of those, you'll be able to see that new merch. Um, also, we have Memorial Day sale. And that is May 22nd. That's going to be a massive sale we do throughout the store. And that is basically clearing out everything we have to make way for our big summer launch. We're planning on this being the biggest launch we've ever done in Yee, Yee Apparel. So if, if you think things went fast at Yi Day, um, I would expect the same on, on our summer launch. And we're really excited about this. And that is June 12th. So mark your calendars. As you know, we kind of have a new system where we don't just keep things on the shelf on the store all the time. We're going to push it all out on June the 12th. And so we're excited. So mark your calendars. Um, And I'm excited about this interview. I'm excited. You know, I've talked to him a million times, but I'm excited for you to meet him and hear what he has to say. And welcome to the Granger Smith podcast. Parker Smith, my brother, 13 years younger, um, first time on any podcast.
3: Second time, I was on
2: yours, like the second or third episode, Tyler. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, in the bus. Yeah. In Wildflower. So most of these podcasts are done in my bus, but it's getting to be with this uh, shutdown that most of them are either at the farm or at home. A lot of people have been wanting to, to hear from you. Uh, To see what you have to say, because you're kind of the mystery man behind uh, the scenes here at Yee Yee Apparel, and you're 13 years younger than me. So, um, you're kind of you're you're two people in my mind. You're the little boy when I was growing up, and I was in high school. I remember my parents told me at Fuddruckers, they brought me and Tyler in, and they said we have to tell you guys something. And we're you know eating our little kitty hamburgers. I was 13, and Tyler was. I guess I was twelve, and Tyler was about nine, and they told us that well, we're having a, a little, gonna have a little brother or a, a baby. We didn't know it was a brother, and I was remember I was so mad because <laughs> I thought, I thought, oh man, there goes, there goes being cool. You know, we're... I
3: was probably a huge surprise, huh? Yeah, like y'all thought you and Tyler were set
2: and good yeah. to go. Yeah, for sure. No more. There's no way I thought that mom and dad—now, they, they were planning on it, but there's no way I thought that we'd have a, a, a caboose in the family. So you're two people to me, but you're that little boy, which, of course, you know, you, you were like the pride of my life when I was in high school because you helped me uh, get girls, and um, I was—it was, was actually—I t- was way cooler with you around because you were so cool. You know, I, I played high school football, and you're on the field wearing the matching uniform— As a three-year-old, you know I'm, I'm 17 years old, and you're like a three or four-year-old on the field with little cleats, and the coaches let you be on the sideline with us, and you loved football.
3: Some of my earliest memories were trying to get mom and dad to buy me whatever, because you wore like red jerseys and then black jerseys depending on the game. You had like alternate uniforms, so I had to have every different type of uniform based on what y'all wearing on friday night yeah and some of my earliest memories were being out on the field pre-game with the cheerleaders and getting those pre-game butterflies with y'all like i was i was born to be a little football player that was just in our blood and our family
2: so you remember that you yeah remember the football field literally
3: some of my earliest memories in life were, were walking to y'all's football games with mom and dad with like hearing the drumline in the background and um just the smells and the atmosphere and that's why i just Football in Texas is just such a big deal and we're just the the perfect example of a family who just took it so seriously and
1: just lived by
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Dad, mom, just completely decked out in the colors and the ribbons and everything. Yeah. And so then I, I went to Texas A and M when I was eighteen. So you were about five. And when I went to Texas A and I then went straight from there to Nashville to write songs. And then didn't move back home uh, or at least back to Texas until I was 24. So there was like a six-year gap where when we saw each other, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I didn't live with you and see you every day like I do now and back and like I did then. So that that's the new version of Parker was the new guy I had to meet. that was a teenager and then you were in high school and then you were playing football And I would go and watch the games and you were just, uh, you were a man, you know, you went from that little boy. So it's funny because sometimes I look back and I kind of miss that little boy because it's like he disappeared from my life. I went off to college and you disappeared and became a man. And then now... I I
3: remember I'd come home and you go, man, whatever happened to that cute little boy, (laughs) I sure miss him. Just a different person.
2: I can't explain it. I know I've said that a lot and I know I've told you, I can't explain it, man, but... I loved that little boy so much. I, you know, we were inseparable. We did, we went everywhere together. Whatever I liked, you liked. Whatever song I liked, you liked to mm-hmm. dance to. Whatever sports I liked, you liked. And so I just loved that little boy so much. And it was a strange feeling when you became a man and you got a deep voice and you became serious. And like, <laughs> so it's just, but but uh, to me, it's a huge blessing that then. You started working here for us so tell tell us that story
3: yeah I um I went to Texas A&M and uh and graduated and I was gonna do the furthest thing from anything in music or yee yee or anything because I had the little brother syndrome and I wanted to go uh do my own thing and and be independent and being a little boy you I I just wanted to grow up so fast and just be like y'all and just be a man and be respected as a man. And there wasn't any sort of envy or resentfulness in it. It was just every little boy just wants to grow up and just do the man stuff and play football and 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 be a man, but um so I had a job lined up and I was going to do real estate and um and then my heart just my heart just really pulled me toward the job at the time, which was a lot different than what it was now. But I just, I felt like, you know, I love the saying, you know, do what you feel like you would regret more. And so like I knew I wanted to go do this real estate thing and go do something else. But at the end of the day, I knew that if I didn't try working with my brothers and cause you and Tyler just had such a good relationship. Um, and I felt like y'all worked well together. Um, and then I've always been a good, um, Mediator between you and Tyler because all of our all of our personalities differ so much. But anyway, I I, so I I decided to come on board four years ago, and at the time we had Yee Yee Energy, and so it was like Parker could come on because Yee Yee Apparel wasn't even a thing. It was just we also it's Granger Smith, and then we also sell merchandise, and then Yee Yee shirts like do well, but there's not really any management to that, and so. My job was to get Yee Energy in stores, and we tried, and that was that's a whole nother story, but um, not really my world um, or my expertise. did a lot of cold calling. And then I just looked at what some other apparel companies were doing, and I was like, man, we sell these shirts and these hats really well. If we just improve the quality, make the website look a little bit better, maybe this could be something way bigger than what it is now. And then that is just that's the short story of something that's just evolved over four years of just slowly getting 1% better with it every day into, into what has now become the, the literally like the pride of like my life is I take so much pride in it and it's, it's so exciting and so motivating and it's, I, I wake up in the morning just so excited for work. I really think I like, I just love, I love facilitating the brand and the persona and bringing value to people and then dealing with products and then overseeing. It's funny being on this podcast now because I've spent so long trying to get people to listen to it, (laughs) running ads for it and, and, uh, and overseeing it, which, which is, is so fun for me.
2: Yeah. So the Yee Yee Apparel started in my garage with Amber and Mm -hmm. I in Round Rock Technically, Uh, you mean, if you that's when the kind of the birth of you apparel before that, it was just Granger Smith merchandise that I sold at shows. And then we moved into a storage unit in Round Rock. That was like a 10 by 10 storage unit. And then we moved into a a, a little warehouse that we leased in Round Rock, Texas. And that's where you started. And that warehouse that we leased, that was nasty. It smelled like rat poop and uh it it was like the worst like there must have been mold in that building and dust but we loved it when we first moved in we thought it was like the greatest thing ever because we went from a storage unit to that but so that was your first experience with this yeah office
3: yeah i remember i remember being in that office and um man i had some dark times in there i'm not gonna (laughs) lie like people think it's all just like just uh, they see our videos and us just messing around having a great time. But man, back in about 2016, like it was just me. Most of the time it was just me, and then and then one other person was was shipping for us. And it was just a dark warehouse, and no one was buying Yee Energy, and I was just cold calling and just getting nos every day. And I was like, man, what what am I gonna do about this? What are we gonna do? And then we just we got some momentum. And then now I come to the parking lot and sometimes there's 20 cars and I just, I pinch myself and it's just, as you know, and have you, as you've talked about on this podcast so many times, it's coming from, you just, you have to go through those and it's all perspective. I'm not complaining about like dark days or yeah, anything. Cause we like loved I, it at first. Yeah. And, and you, and you, you learn to love the process, but those days make you
2: appreciate today so much more. We called it the dip. And, um, we, the acronym was Donnie's Inspirational Palace because really it was a it was a touring warehouse that we could park the van, which we went in there first with the van and like put our gear there. And then on the side, hey, we'll sell ye apparel. And then it somewhere along the line. It flipped our where we are now flipped from a touring headquarters to an apparel company that has a little touring headquarters on the side. And I remember at that, that place, it was an industrial park. And next door to us was a concrete company. And then on the other, other side was a tractor implement mm-hmm. company. And so there was just big trucks and dump trucks and gravel trucks and concrete trucks just flying through this industrial park. There was really no privacy. Um, we had some fans coming up at the time. But, but the biggest deal was, besides the size of it, we had problems with our landlord. He was just, ten, um, I don't think he listens to this podcast, but uh, he was he was hard to deal with in certain ways. And um, like, if we wanted something changed or something was broken, he always wanted to nickel and dime us. And it got to the point where we were like, we got to find a new place. And I, we were Yee, Yee Apparel was starting to get some traction, so we thought we could get buy our own place instead of lease and pay a mortgage, go get a loan. And I remember going through real estate and the plan was really to buy some land and build some warehouses and I and never was the plan. Let's find like 90 acres, you know, outside of town. It was more like, let's get something on the interstate convenient. And I was looking through real estate cause I was thinking differently. I was thinking, let's get out of town and, um, out in the country and that'll just be such a peaceful place. We could shoot guns and we could, you know, go four wheeling. And uh, so I found this place, and to me it was perfect because it was an old drilling company selling it. So it had this like office building, and it was really bland and super ugly. Mm-hmm. And we brought our uncle Johnny in here to completely redo all the offices and paint the walls. And we ripped up all this nasty carpet and just paint just painted the stained the. Concrete. I remember when
3: we moved in and and Tyler and I were walking through it and and at the time we still only had one employee and we just, we moved into this place just expecting the growth and I remember moving in here and Tyler was walking through he's going that's that's where the videographer will be that's where the marketing guy will be this is where the finance guy will be Over here will be like the front station with all the shippers that we're going to have. And in my mind, I'm like, you think we're going to fill this whole place up? And now, lo and behold, here we
2: are. I thought that, too. And we need to get Tyler on a podcast one of these days. But I thought the same. And he still does that to this day. He's like, this is the field where we're going to build our new uh, management headquarters. Then this will be exclusively shipping. And I'm always like, okay. You
3: need someone like that in your business. And then... And then I feel like I'm a little bit more, I don't want to say realistic, but I just am a little more conservative and I like to just run things efficiently and according to a certain plan. And then Tyler's the one that just throws a wrench into everything and like blows everything out of the water. And, and everyone goes, Oh, maybe we, you think he's crazy at first. And everyone's
2: like, maybe
3: this guy <laughs> yeah. is actually, maybe this is actually going to happen. Yeah,
2: And then I'm the guy that's like, Hey look, there's an old empty mud hole over there. We should turn it into a nice pond and put bass in it. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. And, and then Tom yeah. like, what? Yeah. And then we joke cuz Granger's we're over here doing this and then Granger's over there filming himself with a worm farm and then with chickens and then just thinking of like building a dam of rocks and just <laughs> like <laughs> I've
2: always been a little bit like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so now I'm building my office two doors down from you. That'll There's, be the next uh, podcast episode. We'll be in
3: there,
0: right? yes, to see Yeah, Yes.
2: So this is Parker's office. We're sitting in right now. This is Parker's desk. So because of no touring um, and because we're moving, I'm going to lose my office at home and we're moving into uh, so, a piece of land with just a barn on it. So I'm going to lose the office. So I'm going to start doing these podcasts from here at the farm, which I no- would do in the back of wildflower for touring. So I'll be two doors down from you if you don't mind. If you don't mind a little podcast yeah, singing.
3: Will, yeah, this will be the, it was the traveling podcast for a while. And now you're
2: yeah, stationary for a while. So tell us about how we've kind of transitioned from Walmart uh, mentality of let's keep everything on the shelf as long as we can to let's, let's not hold inventory. It's first of all, it's too expensive for a small business to hold onto a lot of inventory and just randomly have every shirt you could want in, in in any size to the mentality now that we're doing these launches, which is your idea, right? To break our year up into five or six I major think so, launches. Yeah. Um
3: yeah, so for a long time we just kinda had everything on the shelf and we were just pushing it and it was like buy ye apparel and then, you know, the more you know we always have the same model and modify. And so we just look at what a lot of the top people are doing and as we began to actually turn into a legitimate apparel company. We were like, look, like, what do big brands do? They have seasonal launches. They don't just release stuff at random times. And so we were like, so that evolved into, okay, let's do a fall collection and then a spring collection and then a summer collection. And then you brand it and, and you're good to go. And then we did that, but then we were still holding on to the stuff for too long and we just weren't hyping it up enough, um, in my opinion. And so, that evolved to, man. Let's just keep, let's just keep a few of the best-selling items in the store year-round, and then let's really hype up these launches. And I mean, let's do it to the second, which is what we did. I think we've done that for two launches now. And we'll shut the store down, have a countdown timer to the second. Tell folks, look, we didn't order that much stuff <laughs> because we can't afford to. Yeah. We we just have we literally stock the shelves with whatever we can afford and then we're out of the money.
2: So like, it, trust mm-hmm. me, if we could ha- have the, the, if we were Walmart, we, yeah. we would. Yeah. And, and so it doesn't take a lot. If you guys, um, if you, if you know nothing about selling t-shirts, which is not complicated business, but just do some math, a shirt costs us X amount of dollars. A graphic designer that made the design and print cost X amount of dollars. Um, printing, printing it yourself, Cost X amount of dollars, so you want to do that. So, so say so you get 500 of them. So you get 100 larges, 100 mediums, 100 XLs. Add those. That, that's a lot of money, and you have to be dang sure you're going to sell it. Otherwise, you're sitting on a lot of debt, and our accountant's breathing down our neck. And so this has been this has been way easier to deal with because we don't generally our business model doesn't generally believe in sitting on a whole lot of debt, um, especially during this crazy economy. So, um, it makes us sleep a little bit better knowing we're going to wipe out the warehouse in there and, uh, then we're going to be okay again.
3: Yeah. This, this, uh, summer launch we're doing on June 12th. So we did day on April 17th and we sold out in less than 15 minutes of everything. And so there was a lot of people who were upset, um, unfortunately, but I will say this summer launch we ordered, about five times as much stuff. Um, so we should we should be able to last longer.
2: I remember the first time I sold out a show, um, I, I there was a line out the door, and there was people that couldn't get in because it sold out. And I was freaking out. I saw social media, and I saw people tweeting, so disappointed. I've been wanting to go to this concert for a month. Came here today, and it sold out. I'm so upset. And then that made me upset. I was like, Oh no, Oh mm-hmm. no, there's poor people there. You know, they, they drove or I drove two hours and they got here and it sold out. Like I was distraught about that. I was so distressed and, and people, people had to calm me down and they're like, man, hold up, hold up. You just sold this place out. Now they're tweeting. They couldn't get in. That's great marketing for your next show so that it kind of shows people that, Hey, this show's popular if you want to see it you might as well get a pre-sale ticket which is back then was not not a concept at all for me so that's kind of similar to this when we've done we've done a few of these launches now and it sells out faster than we think and people are really upset and that makes me upset i'm like dang it this amber worked so hard on these designs or or whatever i was so excited for people to get this hat and that they don't get it and i feel i feel terrible and then even our friends are texting. They're like, hey, man, you got any more of that whatever hoodie? Because I've wanted one, but they don't, they're don't. they all sold out. So do you have a few extra? And we're like, no, we don't have any. And so it's definitely a learning curve of just mentally getting over that and knowing that this is allowing us not to hold a bunch of debt. Yeah. And build the hype. And uh, like I always say when I start talking about this stuff, it's like, and this is a testament to you guys. It's a testament to people that watch the Smiths, people that watch the truck restoration, people that listen to this podcast, follow Earl Dibbles Jr., all of the above. Go to concerts. Um, this is a testament to you guys actively going out supporting our family-run business. And um, it's it's like Parker said, you drive in here in the morning, and it's like it's really it's like a dream come true. And I ask you all the time. Is the apparel company, can the apparel company live without music? And you'll, you've said, you've always said, yeah, it can. But that's always like in the back of my mind. Like, well, what if I stop touring? Could we still t- sell t-shirts? Well, that's, we're, we're living that now.
3: Yeah. I think the last two years have, have made that a true statement. Thankfully, as we've grown, I think we're finally, we're stable.
2: Well, obviously, because you're not touring. (laughs) I'm not touring. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, And I would love to get to a point where I don't, I'm not forced to tour because these last several years, I've been forced to tour because we, we, and we do well, you know, we do very well in touring, but if you do the, the better you do, the more people you hire, and the existing people you have you give them raises or bonuses and then you get nicer stuff and you get cooler lights and and your bus travels a little farther and so it's what tyler calls it the income creep is that what he calls it i think so where so your your margin of actually even being able to pay the bills gets smaller and so i that forces me to have to take more dates And it's not, that's not good, you know? And um, so this is kind of what this whole shutdown has taught me is that, hey, we need to cut back in all the areas. You know, we don't have to have perfect lights and smoke and new guitars and uh, having much more of a minimalist mentality on the road so that I can go, you know what, we're going to take the month of October, take half of that month. And I'm just going to hang with a family and we're not going to worry about, that the county fair offers that came in and Yigi apparel is all part of that for me for sure this whole quarantine
3: has really been the resurgence of earl dibbles too yeah we made the most of it so do you remember how old were you when earl when we filmed the original earl um i was a
2: a junior in high school
3: okay so i was like seventeen,
2: because we have if you got if you watch the outtakes of Earl Dibbles Jr. Country Boy Part One, the which is the original before the Country Boy song, uh, that's Parker. You could hear Parker and Tyler, and your voice is so much higher that it, that it was like that was, hadn't changed yet. It was my prime. <laughs> it's it's funny because it's like the same voice but just higher in that video. <laughs> and you, uh, you filmed Earl, really? Right? I mean. Tyler was laughing too much he couldn't deal with
3: it yeah I mean it I mean I pressed record it was just on a tripod most of the time <laughs> but yeah Tyler would have to Tyler would have to leave because he was laughing too hard. I think a lot of times we both just went around the corner because it was too funny
2: which is cool that you work you know that you what's your title? We just talked about this today. what's your title We're trying to figure that out. general
3: manager Tyler's owner I'm CEO what am I
2: <laughs> owner okay. So you're the CEO of yee, yee Apparel and you were, it's cool because all three of us were there when that word was first spoken in the field at mom and dad's, you know, and I went back and saw that videos on my phone cause it synced. My photos synced with my computer. So I have that file, the first Yee Yee. And it originally it was
1: Yee 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 Yee.
2: And then for some reason, did that take that we used was just two of them yee, yee. and that that that, that moment, thing we cut it to two i, I know it wouldn't have been as good yee, yee, yee apparel isn't as yeah, cool it'd three on your <laughs> on your hat so just an act you know an act of god was the it cut down to two and that's the take we used and you were there you're standing right there so in a million years would you have guessed a junior in high school standing in that field and it was about like 100 it was over 100 degrees out there. It was freaking hot. Would you have guessed standing out in that field in the chiggers watching me make a fool of myself that that moment right there that moment would lead to your career as your CEO of a company? People always ask that. <laughs> People
3: always ask that to I listen to a lot of podcasts so it's cool to be on one, but they always say did you know back then that that you were going to be successful and they always go oh yeah i knew i knew it's like no you didn't you had no idea (laughs) man you and i talk about this all the time you can't set goals because all all you can see is is what you can fathom right now in your mind it's like you have no idea where you're going to be at if you keep improving every day in a year five years or ten years so i didn't even think anybody was going to watch the video
2: i didn't either i didn't either I mean, it's, you're right. It's impossible. I didn't know either. I thought, when I went back and edited it that night, I thought, this is funny. This is funny. But of all that, I didn't look at, surely I didn't look at Yee Yee and go, ooh, there we go, baby. Got to trademark that little phrase. <laughs> like, that's going to lead to a Yee Yee farm and a Yee Yee apparel. And we're going to have Yee Yee day and sell a whole bunch of Yee Yee hats and Yee Yee shirts. Like, No. Uh, that that didn't happen. So, but I'm glad it did. It was a, it was an intentional accident. Cause that's what I say about Earl. That's the phrase I use. because People are always like, did you know Earl was going to blow up or did it just, w- it was just an accident. Well, a little of both, because you have to say that we weren't out there just for fun. Like we weren't bored. Hey, let's go shoot a video. Cause we're bored or let's go try to make people laugh. It was intended to go viral and cause something that's the reason we went so it was an intentional accident in a way or at least that's the way i look at it so before we end this podcast um parker's single so we are, we're speaking of yee We're looking for, we're looking for a yee mm-hmm, sister. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. We went
2: through this with Tyler, but he's too picky. <laughs> it didn't work. So comment below. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. If you are a yee-yee sister that you could marry into the yee-yee, or if you know of someone or your daughter or your sister, or, um, just, just put that in your ear. What do you think about that? Uh, I think you probably want me focusing more on work. (laughs) (laughs) He's already throwing it out. I just want some nieces and nephews. Is that too much to ask? London and Lincoln need some some little buddies. So we need some little bit more kids running around at Thanksgiving. I guess hit me up. We'll see.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, I'm not traveling outside Austin, though.
2: Okay. You heard it. He's not traveling outside of Austin, so you got to come here. So – uh comment below if you have questions more questions for parker we can get into this again
3: that uh, would be better if we did A. Q&A. that would be cool yeah we'll behind a... the, what people want to know
2: yeah and maybe we should bring tyler too so comment below um q a parker um or specific questions you might have and i might post that on my instagram and you can post it on your instagram which is what's your instagram
3: parker double underscore smith okay and also hit us up on yee apparel uh we're on that every day and it's so cool the Facebook? EE uh, Nation Facebook group is okay. absolutely nuts. And then EE Apparel on Instagram. It's so fun to see everyone interact with the Instagram. And we have so much fun posting memes and pictures and stories about people who are living the EE life. And it's it's just amazing.
2: That's cool. Yeah. So say, comment on there if you want to see more of this. Um, hashtag Granger Smith Podcast so that we could search on there and find it quickly. Thank you guys for watching I seriously appreciate you guys I'm so grateful for this podcast and uh, that people actually care enough to listen to two dudes sit at a desk on a farm and talk but we'll see you next week love you guys be safe safe up here safe up here yee yee